Howdy, everybody. How are you? Uh, today, we're going to talk about how to think things through. So, five ways, five tools for thinking things through. Tool number one to four is music. Thinking it through Ooh, what am I gonna do? Will I buy pastrami and pickles? Or will I go and um, Eat chicken very beautiful song about choices. So, in a nutshell, um, there's five things I'm going to recommend. And uh, they, you can go kind of between them, back and forth, you know, kind of do them all simultaneously. Um, but they're more or less in the order that you would start with, I guess. So, um, journaling, basic, well, okay. One, uh, let it out. Two, uh, think both ways. Three, uh, bring in the space. Four, switch up the angles. Five, surround the doubt. So basically what that means is uh, let it out. So get it out of your mind and onto just, you know, so talking to yourself, talking to others as well, but um, say just talking to yourself, um, and uh, journaling, that would be the main one, journaling, just writing it down on paper. Because then you get it out of your mind, you, you might write things in the flow of it after like writing for just whatever you're thinking. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking this, I don't know whether to do this or that, I feel confused, I feel this, I feel that, I think about this, uh, someone said that and then I did this. Just, just get it out there, like unfiltered, just um, a mess onto the page. Um, and then, uh, or if writing's not really... You, find it hard to write then you can just record yourself a voice memo you know um and uh just do that uh uh and but with ideally with writing it um and then um you can uh rather than re-listening to it it's a bit easier to reread it and just you can jump between the things and so you can um reread it after you've written it um, and you'll be able to get a, a bigger, more bird's eye perspective of yourself. And like, oh, okay. Um, but also, while you're writing it, you're getting more already. You're getting more of that perspective. Like, uh, you can just kind of see yourself as a character in a story. You know, like you're writing it just like you read a book, and there's the characters talking. You're kind of seeing it out there as an object outside yourself now, rather than just, you know ineffably mixed in with yourself um and so you're getting it kind of into focus where you can see it um and then also you know you if you write 10 pages of a journal or one page or whatever you can uh jump between the pages and you go okay that's kind of not really too relevant these things are here there's a lot of interesting things going on in that page okay and you can uh, look at them and jump between them and then ah, oh, interesting and think about what it means and and then that might trigger new thoughts and then you go write some more pages which are kind of a distillation or elaboration you know, deeper exploration of what those things which you've picked up through that feedback loop of reading what you wrote. Um, and so, yeah, just let it out. Just get it things flowing. Um, you're becoming more aware of what the issues are. 
whatever the choice is, you know, it could be like, should I enter a relationship? Should I start a relationship? Should I make some change to my lifestyle? Um, should I say something which might get me in trouble? Um, should I, you know, take this opportunity? Um, whatever. Um, so yeah, let it out. And two, um, think both ways. So basically that's kind of go going between both sides of the choice. Or if there's three options, then go all, th you know, all three options. Um, but let's just, for simplicity's sake, um, we'll just say it's two options. Um, and so you write, you know, you can get a, do it, an easy way to do it would be get a piece of paper and um, draw a line down the middle. And then, um, and then maybe a line through each side. So you've got four columns. Um, and then you kind of go pros and cons of each. So option A, like say if I, oh, I, I take this new job, that's option A. Um, what are the pros and cons of that? And then option B is I don't take the job. What are the, what are the pros and cons of that? Um, or um, and, uh, whatever the choice is. You could also do it, you know, however you want. You could have like, a, you know, um, put a red and green, you know, highlighting on just a dot next to the positives or the negatives, whatever you works for you, right? But the basic idea is you have the um, pros and cons of these two choices and you just write out whatever you can think of. Like, oh, this will, even if it's small things that seem like irrelevant, just get it all onto paper. Get it out of your head and onto paper. Um, and then, um, and you can do this mentally, but I think it's easier if you have it like out on paper again because more of your mind, it's not just, it's hard to, be thinking about something and then go like, oh yeah, what was I thinking five minutes ago? And after that, and but on paper, there's that paper trail and you can just see it. You can just jump between it. It's recorded. The memory of a sheet of paper is much better than the memory of, you know, your, our minds. Um, uh, it's just, it's there, you know, you can just, you just have to look at it. Um, so, um, but yeah, and having that all out on paper, big things, small things, you might sometimes go, oh, is that a, you know, you might gain insight on things just by wondering which column to put it in. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, this? Hmm. Um, and then you put it there. And um, it's okay if you double up things like, say, you know, more money is a good thing for option A and then less money for op is a bad thing for option B. That's fine, you know. Um, but you could cross them out off later if you want. But Or you just leave them there. Just, oh, yeah, it's just a little bit of redundant redundancy, but no big deal. Um, just to get everything, just so you're not missing anything. You have it all on paper. And then you've got these long lists and you might go, oh, these two things are basically the same idea. All right, cross out one of them or maybe cross out both of them and write an idea which captures both of them, um, whatever you prefer, right? And then at the end of this, you've got everything, okay, pros and cons of option A and pros and cons of option B. And then you start kind of going between them, just like letting your eyes travel around, read the good things about option A, bad things about option A, good things about option B, bad things about option B. Then maybe shift the pattern. Okay, good things about A, good things about B. Bad things about A, bad things about B. Okay, and then you can kind of do whatever you want, jump between them. You go, okay, these are the main things about A that I need to think about. I'm not totally sure. And then these are the main things about B, and you kind of jump between them and, you know, um, or you go, what's the worst things about A and the worst things about B and the best things about A and the best things about B? You, you know, do that, compare them, whatever you want. It's just, you're, you've got it all on paper, and so you're doing something you can't do if it's just in your head. You're, you've got it all on paper, and you're just jumping, letting your attention jump very quickly between these different things. 
um, you know, I say very quickly, it might, you might spend a few minutes just thinking about one of the things, but, or you could be spend a few seconds and then move on to the next one. And, but um, you're kind of just building up awareness, going between these things. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I usually do if I have like a big choice to make. Um, and so you do that and you'll start to build up an awareness of like, oh, what feels better out of these two options? If it's a more difficult thing, you might, you know, yeah, you might um, kind of uh, through this process um, think like, oh, I think this is better, and then that might change over time. Like, oh, actually, no, I think the other one's better, and it might you might go back and forth a bit, or you might have um, a pretty clear idea of like, oh, um, yeah, I think this thing is probably the best, but I'm t not totally sure, um, and you can't quite get rid of that doubt, um, and so you need to keep going, clarifying it, or you might have no idea the whole time. You might be like. Pfft. I'm thinking about this, but I still have no idea which is the right thing to do. That's all fine, all of that. And so, yeah, and so you're just trying to build up an awareness of, like, the details here of and how you feel about them and how they relate to each other and how they, in, you know, significance, um, what the arithmetic is of this decision, which would be better all in all. And neither one will be perfect, right, but which is a better choice for you. Um, and uh, you're going to have to sacrifice something. You know, there's opportunity cost in life, right, either way. Um, but yeah, and then uh, once you've been doing that, you can start to go, okay, um, let's, you know, imagine I, okay, let's say option A, uh, with all this detail now clearer in my mind, let's imagine that um, I actually go with option A. And then I can imagine myself in that future with all these details we've just been, you know, I've just been reflecting on. Um, how do I feel in that future? And just... Close your eyes and just visualize and just imagine yourself there. Imagine yourself. This is your present moment. You're, you, and you, you get up out of bed and you go do this and you do that and you're here. And just try to imagine like it's now, you know, and like, okay, this is my life. How do I feel? And then do the same thing with option B. Go, okay, well, if I don't do that, if I go with option B, how do I feel? How is my life? Um, and kind of compare those feelings of your imagination. And then also like, okay, Let's imagine right now I go, yeah, I'm going with option A. Let's just do that. I'll just pretend I'm doing it. Yep, done. This process is over. I'm going with option A. How do I feel? Um, okay, notice my feeling. I'm actually going to do this. How does it feel? Okay. And then actually, no, B. I'm going to go with B. I've made up my mind. I'm going to go with B. How do you feel? And compare, compare the feelings. And you can also do it like, okay, the future, choosing A, how do I feel? And then the present moment, just making this choice and starting to um, put it into practice. How do I feel? And then the same for B, future, how do I feel? And present, how do I feel? Going with option B. And you're just, again, building up a feeling for what do you prefer? What are you more drawn to? Um, and uh, yeah, and so that would basically be the, uh, the the end point of that process is like you just kind of, okay, I've gone into all the detail and just been developing a kind of feeling um, for what do I want and then that's where your intuition kicks in and you just make a choice, right? Um, so that would be basically the end of the whole process is you've got that kind of two options, pros and cons. You've been thinking both ways, thinking, oh yeah, and, and trying to so think like, okay, option A, imagine... There's one thing I, yeah, I need to mention. So, like, for example, a guitar string, when you're tuning it, um, if you're doing it by ear, 
what I do anyway is say I'll play, I know, okay, I want to tune, I've got a string and it's in tune and then the one higher than it, the, one, the next string, I want to tune it and make it match so that you can play music um, with it. And so I will play the first string, Here, I'll show you, right? Now, let's listen, is it the same or different? And then sometimes it's hard to tell. And so um, do I need to sharpen it or flatten it, like make it get higher or make it get lower, or just leave it? Maybe it's perfect. And you do that for all the strings. Um, you can also do with harmonics. Um, but, and so to figure that out, I will, sometimes it's easy and I'm just in the zone, if I'm in tune, so to speak, like I'm very zen, then it's like, it happens like immediately. I just feel where the note should be. I'll just turn the peg and it's like perfect. It's like freaky. But um, more often uh, I have to go, okay, imagine it's, imagine it's perfect. Okay, and then I play it, imagining that it's perfect. And that sounds like it is perfect to me right now. But then I'll go, okay, let's imagine that it's flat. It's, it's too low. And it doesn't really work for me. Like, I can't quite imagine that. But, um, and so that's kind of showing you, okay, so it's, it's probably not flat, actually. Because you're trying to see it that way. But sometimes it is flat. But if you're like, oh, I think it's right, you will hear it right. You, can't, you don't hear that it's flat. So you try to, okay, let's imagine that it's flat. And I can imagine a little bit there actually, like, oh, maybe I need to turn it up and it'll make it better. Right? And, uh, or you can imagine, oh, maybe it's a bit sharp. Maybe it's too high. I need to go t turn it down. Uh, yeah, in pitch. And I can imagine that there as well, right? And so you kind of go between them until you figure out which one is it easiest to imagine, that it's in tune, that it's too flat, or that it's too high. Um, yeah. And now I think it's in tune. And so that's what we're basically doing with um, what I'm going to suggest to you is with the, you know, option A or option B, you go, all right, imagine that option A is the right thing to do. And just try look through the list of the, the things there and just try to and feel it and try to just say, yes, this is why it's the best thing to do and why option B isn't the right thing. Just try to see that and feel it. Use your imagination just to really see how why that's true. And then you flip it and do the opposite and go, try to see and feel why option B is the right thing and option A is actually wrong. And whichever one it's easier to imagine that's probably, that is the, the way to go, right? Um, and so that would be the end point. Basically, you just make a decision. Even if you're not sure, you know, hey, yeah, that's fine. Nothing's perfect. Um, and even if you make the wrong choice, and quote unquote, you, but you've been, you, it's your choice. And, you, you know, you've been developing your independent ability of um, decision making. And that will put you in good stead in the future for if there's a mis if you, oh, I need to change direction. You'll, it'll be easier because you've put in the work of actually taking 
um, chances and working on making a conscious choice. So, but so that would be the, the end point. But there are these other things, like I say, which we can be bringing in while you're doing this. This process, like that, you know, thinking both ways, that could take days or weeks, you know, um, and uh, you could be journaling the whole time if, if you want um, to help with that, right? But then um, the third thing, so um, bring in the space, basically I mean um, mental space, mental silence, like consciousness or mindfulness, space consciousness, as Eckhart Tolle sometimes calls it. But basically, um, you know, most of the time we're, we're thinking. Our heads are full of thoughts, like words and images, basically. Um, and uh, so, but through meditation, you can quiet your mind so that there's more space between and around and behind the thoughts. Kind of like you become aware of the page behind the letters. And so instead of having this novel full of all these letters everywhere, these words, the words start to thin out, some lines disappear, and oh, there's only, now there's just 10 words scattered on the page, and then, oh, there's five words, and, and, and then, oh, the page is blank now. That would be like really deep mindfulness. It's like there's just no thoughts. Um, but um, most people, you know, even if you can just get, reduce the thinking by 50%, you'll feel like, oh my God, meditation's amazing, you know? Um, and yeah, it is. But anyway, and the thing is, you don't, you can practice that with your eyes closed and that can be easier. But um, it's actually more important to be doing that in daily life, you know, and just going through your life, being able to bring in mental silence, like listening to someone, instead of just being ready to say what you're going to say or thinking about your reaction, just properly be empty and let their words fill your mind. Let their words be your thoughts. Just be properly empty. Um, so my, that's an example of where mindfulness is very useful or appreciating nature or being creative, thinking of a creative solution, emptying yourself, and then it'll kind of come in like a vacuum. It just sucks in some thoughts or some good ideas from the depths of who knows where. That's like poetry, you know, comes out of nowhere like that. If you focus and you create the space and the right energy, then that energy will kind of gravitate a thought or some words to it, some beautiful words. Anyway, um, so bring in the space. Um, it can bring in that those kind of deeper thoughts and um, higher consciousness kind of uh, uh, thinking, thinking which is informed by um, pure consciousness, mindfulness. And so you'll be able to get better ideas about option A and option B through that and maybe insights, things you haven't thought about. And so there's kind of a few ways to do that. One would be you just meditate twice a day or, for example, like you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes or five minutes even, whatever you want. The more the better, but, you know, whatever, um, and uh, just bring that into your day and just have some space. And so you're raising your energy and your vibration and um, just in general while you're going through this process, that'll help you. Um, a second way would be you actually empty your mind, you do or quiet it down at least, and you do this. And then when you're finished, you go and you, you, know, you do your journaling or you do your you know, thinking both ways exercise with that relaxed kind of um, mindset and clarified with your mind being very sharp because you just meditated. A third way would be um, you actually bring in the space while you're thinking. And so you're thinking about, say, the, um, the thinking both ways, doing the pros and cons. And while you're doing that, every now and then you just take 10 seconds to just do nothing and just kind of feel your breath. If you want to go a bit deeper into how to do this, look at episode seven of my podcast, uh, Awakening. It talks about 
the basics of meditation and stuff and then how that connects on a more cosmic level to what I understand what I understand the universe to be and how this all works um, as far as I can tell um, but uh, yeah so basically breathing and just you know paying attention to your body and your breath anything that can anchor you into the present moment um, that will um, you can't be thinking and feeling your body at the same time or maybe you can a little bit but if you're starting this practice it will be enough to um, uh, prevent your mind from working and um, so but then with top practice you can be thinking while being connected to your body constantly which seems to be <laughs> the, the, the idea of what we should be doing um, and so you're kind of grounded in this deep peace and um, clarity but anyway um, so yeah while you while you're thinking this stuff through every now and then you know maybe you're like oh this is getting a bit intense your emotions are getting um, roused too much you can't think very clearly okay then time to take a break there and just chill out and breathe and you can do the Wim Hof method also it's like a breath work method that kind of floods your body with oxygen and um, raises the pH of your your blood um, and lowers inflammation and oxidative stress and so it just kind of is very healthy for the body but it, it all and the healthy body that includes the brain so your mind's going to work better but also just you know you're very relaxing and raises your vibration and so that will be good that's a, another kind of method of mindfulness kind of thing um but uh yeah so for those who struggle with say meditation you could try the Wim Hof thing that's like much more physical it's just breathing everyone can breathe right and you'll get into that space that's a good actual gateway drug into meditation actually but um, anyway um so you can be you know feeling while you're say you're spending an hour sitting down with a coffee in the garden and you've got your book and your pen and you're kind of you, you know or you're whatever it is, and you've got your uh, page of A and B and the pros and cons, and you're going through it, um, or it's maybe it's a sheet of paper or whatever, um, then by, you know, creating some space for 10 seconds or a minute or just, you know, a few seconds, but you could be just every now and then while you're thinking it through, oh, I'm reaching some kind of intense emotions, all right, act, go into space just to chill yourself out, and then, you know, you can kind of get back into thinking better, like just after that. Um, or uh, also just even, you know, just you're trying to understand things, even if there's no like emotional, you know, blockage or intensity coming up, just every now and then you can be kind of bringing in space. And what I notice is when you do that, sometimes it kind of allows you to process things better. Like I'm trying to think, oh, which is more important, this positive thing on option A or this positive thing in option B? Hmm. And then okay, I let myself go into space consciousness for a little bit. And then when I go back to it, it's a bit clearer which one I prefer, for example. So basically, I think the, the root um, and the source of all intelligence is this um, pure consciousness. And so um, it's very useful to have analytic thinking. But if it's cut off from that, you know, tap, that, that river of pure awareness, then it's, it's, it's not as uh, effective. So if you can tap into that, then um, I think your thinking will be uh, much clearer. So yeah, that would be the, the other thing just to say. Uh, so bring in space. Um, and you can do that while journaling as well if you want, right? But um, all right, so we've got let it out, think both ways, bring in the space, um, and then uh, shift up the angles. 
So a good example of that would be sleep on it, as they say, sleep on it, you know? So you go to bed, you sleep, your brain gets restored, you know, rejuvenated. You, like um, your brain's flooded with cerebrospinal fluid, like when you sleep and it kind of washes out all this like, you know, junk, like dead cells and damaged things and whatever. And just, um, so it's physically very rejuvenating, but also your dreams, you know, you kind of, it's almost like defragging a computer, it, you know, kind of sorts things out and puts them in a file and then puts them into perspective and kind of, you know, integrates things from short term into long term memory, I think, and that kind of thing. And then you wake up and, oh, maybe you just know what you should do, or maybe it's clearer. And, you know, people often say, like, yeah, sleeping on it actually is a very good idea. And it's worked for me a lot. So that'd be one. But that's just one example where you're shifting up the angle on what you're trying to understand. But other ways would be exercise, exercise on it, go running and then see how you feel. How do you feel while you're running? How do you feel directly after your run where you're like ruined? Try to think about it, you know, and go, how do I feel about this? And then maybe after you've recovered and you're more relaxed, how do you feel? And about what do you think and how do you feel about option A and option B? Um, and you might go through your, you know, thinking both ways list at that time. Another thing might be drinking. Drink on it, you know, drink, have a bit of a glass of wine. What do you think? Have two glasses of wine. What do you think now? Smoke a joint, uh, you know, um, do some yoga, um, socialize on it, you know. Go talk to people. You could w ask them about for their opinions as well, get get their angles on, on it. Or you might just not even talk to them about it, but just get some social energy and, you know, meet people and hear their stories and get outside your head a bit and then come home and go, okay, well, or even in the middle of the party, start thinking about your thing and, hmm, what do I think about it, you know? And just constantly coming back to In all your spare time, while you've got a big decision, all your spare time, just be constantly either bringing in space and just relaxing or focusing your mind on um, this question and trying to understand it. Um, so yeah, that'd be shifting up the angles and just getting different angles on it. And then when you come back to like, you know, um, the pros and cons of option A and option B, this will inform that and your journaling or whatever, you know, you'll be able to, it might help you um, figure out some mysteries there. Um, then, so we've got, uh, let it out. Think both ways, bring in the space, shift up the angles, and then um, through this process, you may, um, it's, at some point, you, you probably will start to think, oh, I think I know what I should do. Um, and uh, then, and you know, if you never get to that, I'd be surprised, but then you just need to make a choice and just, you know, you know flip a coin. <laughs> That's another thing, the kind of thing of like, how do you feel about the option A and option B, like, and tuning the string, you know, imagine it's good, imagine it's bad. Um, like, uh, you know, the thing of, if you don't know what to do, flip a coin and say, okay, tails, heads this, tails is that. Flip a coin. And then if you're disappointed, do the opposite, you know? Um, that's kind of the same idea. Um, now you know how you feel. Oh, I'm disappointed. Why am I disappointed? I guess I want the other thing, you know? Then if you're disappointed with that too, okay, then just, just choose one and just randomly go with it, you know. But that seems unlikely that that would happen, but yeah, don't think about it too much. Just do something then, right? Um, so, and then adjust course as soon as you can figure it out, um, what you should do. But, uh, because yeah, often um, doing nothing is the worst option. It's like there's actually three options. Doing nothing, it might be option C. Doing nothing is like the worst option probably. Not always, but, you know, that would be an option, though, if you should think about if it is, oh, do I do A or B or, oh, I guess I could do neither. Then you should have that in your calculations also, right? Like I say, you might have five options. You might have ten options to think. But 
often it's two options. Anyway, um, so yeah, um, so you will have been getting towards some sort of understanding of what you should do. And at a certain point, um, when you feel like, oh yeah, I think, okay, I just know what, what I should do. And I'm ready to take the leap and take the plunge and just, I'm just going to do this. Um, then uh, you have uh, surround the doubt, which is basically your mind, part of your mind is likely to um, continue resisting and waging a guerrilla war um, even after most of your mind has decided, no, this is option A is the right thing. I'm not going to do option B. Part of your mind which supported option B is probably going to keep fighting. And so you need to kind of keep it at bay. And that's doubt saying, oh, I don't know, is it the right thing? It's like, look, you've done your best to understand the right thing. So doubt is no longer useful. But it's, there's a good chance that it's going to stick around. And so you need to surround it, basically. And what I mean by that is, like, um, be aware, um, gather and collect uh, thoughts which uh, explain to you, like reminders, basically, why option, ba option A is good and option B is bad. Like why option A is better than option B, basically. Um, so it could be a critique of option B or it could be like something in, in praise of option A, whatever, or it could be both. But it's just a thought which empowers option A over option B and explains why it's better. And so each thought you can think of like that, each, it's like an angle on this question. Oh, I've got this doubt about, oh, maybe this particular thing, it took me a while to think about on my list. This one thing was always very confusing and that's one thing I'm not sure about still. Maybe you've got three of those kinds of things. And um, they're like these, you know, guerrilla warriors for doubt, you know, for fighting for option B still. And um, so you surround them. Every thought, every reminder of why option A is better, that's like a soldier which you're positioning in a circle around the doubt. And so if you think, okay, well, option A is better for this reason. Also, it's better for that reason. Also, it's better for this other reason. Now you've got three soldiers pointing rifles at this guerrilla and they're surrounded in a circle or swords, whatever you prefer. So they're surrounding it. And then the more angles you can think of, like, oh, another problem with B is this thing. That's pretty similar. But yeah, it's kind of different. That's another problem with it. Okay, great. Now you've got four soldiers surrounding it. And just surround them as much as you can. And in your mind, this will make you probably feel more empowered and confident, this image of like, oh, yeah, you're surrounding these you know, pesky doubts. Um, and um, as often as need be, you can just go through them and just re recite them to yourself and remember them. Say you've got... Um, you know, six reasons why, oh, this particular thing doesn't make sense. It's actually just, you know, it's kind of insa insanity. It doesn't, it's just a doubt, you know. It's like it doesn't actually make sense, but it's still, you know, persisting in my mind. And you've got six reasons why it doesn't make sense. Um, just, you can just, as you know, maybe every now and then you just go through the six reasons, remind yourself. Um, especially if that doubt is attacking you, then, okay, then you need your defense. Okay, go through the, the soldiers that surround, and that's kind of like they're fighting back at that thing. Um, and Or you can even do it as many times as you want. Maybe you go through it seven times. So you go, okay, these six things, just go through them like seven times in a row. It's kind of building up this energy, this awareness of like, oh, yeah, and that's this is right, and that's counteracting and weakening and overwhelming that doubt, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. Alternatively, it's possible the doubt is right, and you will realize, oh, my God, I'm wrong. But if that happens, it'll be like, oh, I wasn't able to get rid of the doubt, overwhelm, and eventually it would be like, okay, I realized I needed to change my mind and I needed to return to this whole process we've been talking about. Um, and that's fine, you know? But you, when you're at the end of this process, like, yep, this is my decision, 
I'm going to make, I'm doing option A, for example. And then, okay, I need to surround my remaining doubts and kind of just remind myself why, you know, that momentum needs to kind of go away. And that's, you know, you're just dealing with the momentum of the, the failed contender and you're empowering and just building up determination to go with what you've chosen, which is very important. Um, you might be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm, I've made up my mind. And sometimes there's no going back. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm ending this relationship, for example, or I'm starting this relationship where it's like, basically, if I say this, I can't really go and change my mind. It's going to totally, you know, like uh, it, it won't work. The certain doors are open and then they close, you know, um, and uh, or you, certain doors close and they're not open again. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of situations like that. But there might be other situations where you might be aware, like, oh, actually, I could change my mind later. And you might say, yeah, there's a small chance I'll change my mind. Okay, no worries. I will return to this process if I need to. But for now, I'm going to make this choice and go ahead and boldly move forward um, and see what happens. Um, and then, you know, go as far as you can see and you'll see further, right? So I don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. Who cares? You're not, you're not in 10 years from now. Just go as far as you, I can see six months ahead. Okay, great. Make plans for that and get to there and then you'll be able to see six months ahead again and you can do it again. Um, and with practice, you'll probably be able to see further, start be able to see years ahead. Um, so yeah, I would say basically that's it. Surround the doubts, you know, with more, try to think up more angles of like, yeah, why this thing that keeps bothering me and, you know, like about you know, this doubt, why is it wrong? And just try to think of many different ways of why it's wrong, um, why, you know, what you've chosen, it makes sense. And then just remind yourself of that as often as you need. Um, and, uh, and that kind of deals with that nagging um, momentum, um, which tries to make keep you stuck in like oh, uncertainty. Because, yeah, like I said before, you just need to go with something, right? So that's about it. I'd say this is what I'd suggest for the process of thinking things through. These are five tools you could use, and I hope they're useful for you. Let me know in the comments if, there's, uh, if you have any questions or comments um, or observations, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, I wish you the best of luck with all your choices. Um, and uh, I now choose to end the podcast. So much love, everyone. Take care.